to go and we are live. Cool. Um, give me one second. I just want to share this. Wow. Probably fixing a notification. <laughs> yeah, no, we're live in a private Facebook group, but I also went live on my Twitch channel. And um, just to, you know, put it somewhere else where we, we can use a little bit more viewers. So I am just, I don't know how to get to my stream. Like, I'm old, so I don't use, <laughs> I don't use this that often, so. How do I send a link just to this? How does this internet work? <laughs> what is this interweb thing? Oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> All right. Sorry. Okay. You got a concentration uh, face going there, Chris. <laughs> you know, so that's the thing. And oh, device still not connected. She just popped in. Um, but, you know, that's also a thing. It's like, gosh, I, I used to work security at like nightclubs. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't set my fucking shit on my. Okay. Oops. I got comfortable, y'all. <laughs> so they put my laptop on the stand. Um, so, yeah, I, I used to work security at a nightclub and. I was the perfect security worker because I have like male resting bitch faced. <laughs> so they're just like, why are you angry? I'm like, no, that's my face. I'm not angry. I'm just thinking. And like, it, even in the world of management, it's just something like people are like, oh my God, Chris, such a serious guy. And I'm like, I'm not serious. This is my face. <laughs> so it's just funny. Happens. But, um, you know, uh, look, before we went live, we were talking about, um, yeah, we were talking some shit. And we just had to go live because I couldn't hold off. So, But before we jump right into where, before we pick up where we left off, I want to introduce Jamie because Jamie is new to the Men Like Us podcast. So welcome, Jamie. Please tell everybody a little bit about yourself. Hi, everyone. I am Jamie Gendron. I am 51 years old. I'm from New Orleans, Louisiana, and I am a stand-up comedian in the greater Los Angeles area. Dope, dope. And before we wrap, we'll definitely, um, you know, <clears throat> some time to tell people where they can find you and all that stuff. But I, I got to jump back into where we were. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so before we went live, we were talking about, um, what was it? Oh. So we were talking about post-op trans men. And, you know, I was saying what my, my, my girlfriends had told me about the experience. And, um, you know, then Jamie was telling us about her ex. Are you are you comfortable with? Okay, you cool with yeah. talking? All right, cool, cool. I have so, no problem. Yeah, I mean, really, the, so the funny thing was um, to me, because, you know, you were saying, like, what, what year was this? You said this was the 80s? 88. Yeah. So yeah, in the late '80s, you're saying that like the like back then, trans men had to pick whether they were hard all the time or soft all the time. Yeah. And uh, Corey, which one would you pick? 
Uh, I think I'd probably pick hard all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. It's like, yeah, hey, I this... don't know who would pick Saw. I, I, I honestly don't know who would choose Saw. I mean, at that point, it's like, I don't know. I'm just that saying, is... what are you? What is it there for? Yeah. Like, yeah, I don't. I, I can walk all over the house with that thing. Tape, tape to your leg. <laughs> exactly. Strap. Get a strap. Strap it to your leg. <laughs> and you got, but you also got the eternal like dick print, and you you can go to the supermarket in your sweatpants, and <laughs> the girls be checking you out and shit. Like, yeah, I'm with that. So, I don't know. I would choose that too. Yeah, the only way that I found out, like I said, was I turned <clears> on the bedroom lamp one night, and I was still riding the dick at the time, mm-hmm. and <laughs> I looked down and I could see slight scars underneath the chest and i was like wait what's that and so i was like hold up we got to stop everything i we got to discuss this and then i noticed that there were scars around the nipples too and i was like um and he tried to play it off like he had some like he had gynecomastia and that he had had it taken care of at first and i was like oh those scars are too even on both sides like this isn't right and then finally he came out with and admitted it and we had the entire conversation with me sitting on his dick without me getting off of it the whole time because I was so I was so stunned that I didn't think to get off of him like fucking magic that's why you pick a dick that's hard all the- you don't have to concentrate you don't got to stay in the zone it just stays hard like it's like being eternally 17 years old. Yeah. <laughs> I truly, my head was so swelled because I thought, oh, my God, he he is so into me. <laughs> he is really so into me. I mean, just imagine a man being able to fuck your mind and your body at the same time. If I could have intelligent conversation with you and fuck your mind while staying hard and fucking your body, yo, yo, come on now. That's the end of it. <laughs> right? Shit. Well, that's that's nuts. That's nuts. And um, wow. So he just, I mean, did he have a plan to tell you? Or did he just? Um, he said on... he was going to tell me at some point. Okay. And then a friend of mine, I told him afterwards, like, we could be friends. But I was young and arrogant. And I was like, no, I can't. I just can't like I know it's Mm. hypocritical because I am trans so I know it's hypocritical but I just I couldn't do it so I said we had to be friends but then Mm. a friend of mine started hitting on him and I decided since she was being shady without asking me first and hitting on him I just went ahead and let her sleep with him without telling her and then I waited until afterwards to tell her by the way (laughs) oh my goodness you just had tranny dick. <laughs> well, <laughs> um, did she react positively, negatively? What, what was... uh, she reacted stunned that I didn't tell her first. And I said, well, you didn't exactly ask my permission first. So <laughs> whatever happened between the two of you is your business, you know? Oh, no, not the possession. <laughs> Oh a no! Bit, a little bit, yeah. No, no, I feel you. Look, it happens. It happens because I, I promise you, 
I've had people like feel like they had claim on me after like literally three video chats. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I, where <laughs> was there a contract signed when I was like, did I si- sign this contract in my sleep? Like, where did I, where did I agree to be your man only? Video chat with the devil. <laughs> I mean, really, it was crazy, man. Um, it was a, this is a young girl as well. Like, it was. Oh my goodness! It was my first time going to New York. I chatted with this girl that I met in another Facebook group, and you know, um, she was upset that I was actually hanging out with another girl. Like I was like, "Yo, let's do lunch. Cool, we're doing lunch." All right, well, dinner the next day. I'm going to hang out with my other friend, and me and her are going to do dinner. And she was just like, "No, I don't like you going out with anybody else but me on your trip to New York." And I'm like, "Okay." Meanwhile, I'm like, "All right, but who's that on your couch behind you?" Oh, him. That's just my friend. I met him today. (laughs) Ma'am. Wow. Oh yeah. Got a whole ass client on the couch behind her. Looking at me like I shouldn't be doing anything else and going out to going out on a date with anybody else. I didn't say I was gonna fuck somebody else. Uh-huh. I just said I'm gonna hang out with somebody. Wow. Crazy. I'm speaking to the you know uh uh contradictory nature of some young people. <laughs> but you know, that's not why we're here. We're not here to talk shit, talk young people or anything like that. We just kicking it, y'all. And, um, you know, if you're watching this in the group, by all means, um, you know, by all means, drop a comment. If you're watching this on Twitch, drop a comment. Holler at us. So, let me see here. I'm sorry, I got to read. Here we go. Okay. So, yeah. Anywho. Um, So, what I wanted to, one of the things that Corey and I was talking about earlier today. Jamie, are you on dating apps? Actually, I'm not. Have you ever tried dating apps or no? No, because I, God, it sounds vain vain if I say it, but (laughs) I get enough men coming at me on like Instagram and Facebook and Twitter that (laughs) my hands are full dealing with sorting through those. So, yeah. Yeah. Hey, Shorty, what's your number? What's some digits? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> um, want to go live together? Want to see my cop? You know that. <laughs> Look, I just had to block a woman last night coming on that same energy, video calling me nonstop, talking about let's fuck, let me see your dick, all this other shit, and I'm like, ma'am, I don't know you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I I, I picked up the I picked up one of the calls once, like two weeks ago. But a hurricane was flying right over Houston. I'm like, you know what? I don't got time to talk to you. It's a hurricane. Like, I got to focus on other shit. And um, so I was able to, like, get her off the phone or get her off the video chat, like, inside of a minute. But, you know, it was straight to, hey, I want to see your dick. Hey, I want this. I want that. I want this. And it was just like, ugh, the worst. I had to block her because she just, she called me, like, eight times yesterday. Video called me. One stop, Asian girl. She's not bad looking. She's cool. I mean, decent looking, I guess. But it's just like, just wouldn't stop. I don't understand it. I'm not the type to do all of that on a first chat. 
Like, don't ask me to get on video with you. Don't ask me mm-hmm. to show you pictures of my private. Don't, oh, you know, don't, don't ask me that shit the first time you ever speak to me. You know, come correct. Come correct. Absolutely. Come old school. Because old school guys used to know how to talk your panties right off of you. <laughs> oh, yeah. The motherfuckers, you know. No, I'm saying we got game. <laughs> the old school brothers, we got game. But, um, you know, it's funny because I did a I did a poll in the men's only group that um, that Corey is in, Corey and I are in, and um, I, I just asked the guys, I'm like, yo, what are your preferred methods of meeting women in the trans community? And mm-hmm. overwhelmingly, the number one winner, clear winner, was on social media. Like yeah. a lot of these guys treat social media like it's a dating app now. Yeah. So, you know, they're friending friends of friends and, and the people you may know, oh, she's hot, let me friend her. And they're jumping into DMs like fucking crazy. Oh, I, I get that all I, the time. Are you really 51? You don't look 51. And they're like in, I told Corey when we hang out, when we hung out that mm-hmm. all I get are guys in their 20, you know? <laughs> I mean... It's, it's yeah. just guys in their 20s hitting on me and I'm like there are no age appropriate men that are coming at me. The mm-hmm. age appropriate men want the girls that are like 21, 22, 23. They mm. don't want somebody my age. You know? And then there's the other misconception that if you're trans and you're my age that you transitioned like five minutes ago. You know, that, that's bullshit too. So, well, I think that's also... um I'm going to add an extra layer on that one. And I think it's also, you know, your age, trans and white. Yeah. Because, you know, there is that genre of older white males that transition late in life. They're the CEO. They're the whatever, yep. you know, doing it late in life. But um, yeah, I can see that being a stereotype out there. But, you know, what's funny is the old guys that I talk to. Well, not old, old, but, you know, men over 50 that I talk to. Yeah. They're they're saying all they get, like the twenty one, the the young twenty something girls are the ones that are coming at like jumping in their DMs, with um, the with the hey daddies and all that shit. Like, and I'm not gonna lie myself, I mean I'm not fifty something, but I'm I'm thirty eight. Mm-hmm. But the girls jumping in my DMs, and I'm gonna just say the girls that are jumping in my DMs just off of social media, they see me, whatever else. I mean, shit, it's like twenty two, twenty three. That's like 20. the new, thing. like the daddy thing is a new thing. Like when I'm talking to other girls, like they, they, when I have my beard and whatnot, I lift weights. Like, oh, you have daddy vibes. You have daddy vibes. Like, what? That's yeah, that's kind of um, a little odd. <laughs> I'm gonna just say some shit that might offend some people. It's kind of gay. <laughs> I mean, isn't that a genre of gay men? Oh yeah, you're a daddy. Like, yeah, yeah. Well, leather daddy. Yeah. Sure. For sure. So I, I don't know. That's it's a whole I, I but you know what? Now I don't they mind that. They make it straight by saying zaddy instead zaddy. of daddy. <laughs> yeah, they'll say zaddy instead of daddy. So that Good makes Lord. it, I guess, okay. I don't know any cis women that say zaddy. Actually, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. They do say that. Yes, you're right. You're right. You're right. Women do say that. Um but yeah, it's it's just funny. But you know what it you know what's really at the reality of the situation though is all of these young people. I mean, they're just flings, they're sex yeah. partners, they're a couple dates. But 
Ain't nobody. I mean, I, I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna make. I'm gonna make the assumption for me, and then see what's going on with you. But for me, um, you know, don't ain't none of these chicks want to be wiped up. These young 22, 23, they don't want to be wiped up. And I know I used to be. I was a young man. I didn't. Well, actually, I'm sorry. I didn't want to get married, but you know, that's societal. Pro- I, I grew up in you know, Wisconsin where people are like fucking living in the suburbs and married by 24. Yeah. So it's not, you know, real big city living. Yeah. Um, hey, Rita, well, I'm going to bring on in a second. We see you there. Um, oh, she finally, she finally got set up. Yeah. Yeah. Rita, Rita finally got on. Um, just give me one oh, second. God. Yeah. So anyway, sounds a grief when she gets on. All right. Hey, fool. About time you showed up. (laughs) Okay, I literally went through hell to get through this. I had to change all my settings and everything. I was like, Jesus Christ. Oh, whatever. (laughs) This podcast is about talking about Corey and how awful he is, right? (laughs) 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 Nice to see you too, Novi. Oh, core core. <laughs> Little pet names, aren't they cute? <laughs> Absolutely. But, so, uh, Rita. Rita. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you too. I've been sitting here listening to your story and I've been, like listening to y'all talk, and I'm like, oh Lord, <laughs> this is about to be fun. <laughs> oh yeah. No, we got some we definitely got some interesting shit to talk about. But um before we jump into things, um, Rita, you know, tell us tell everybody a little bit about yourself since you know, you're kind of you're new to the show. Never been on. You know, my um, I'm Rita Delanova. That's my name that I go by. Um, I'm 25. I am an entertainer in the drag industry, um, and I am currently working on being a tattoo artist. So, what my little gist of me is, I guess. I'm pretty boring. Corey can tell you I'm just I'm just an awful person, just terrible, you know, just <laughs> the worst ex-girlfriend ever. Sorry, my phone keeps going off. <laughs> uh, no, the elevator pitch was just fine. <laughs> the elevator pitch was good. So, um, all right. Oh, hey, E.T. Claire, what's going on on Twitch? So, yeah, we are streaming in a private Facebook group right now and on Twitch. Um, but you know, we were talking about you know the different the age dynamics and who's pursuing who or whatever else, and um, you know, it's it's just funny how it's just always like old and young, and a lot of the girls I know, like thirty and above, they they all they men's is twenty something, and I ain't gonna talk, I ain't gonna front. I'm thirty eight, and I'm talking to a woman right now that's uh uh forty nine. Okay. And like That's I cool. never thought I would be the young guy in that situation. I'm like, oh fuck that! I'm gonna be. I only <laughs> I only date down in age. I never date up. And then this shit happened. Oh no, I would I would never date my generation. They're terrible. <laughs> <laughs> They're awful. Well, except for Corey. Corey's okay. He's all right. <laughs> he has morals and standards. So <laughs> yeah, Corey does. Corey right. does. He's a Thank y'all. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I de- definitely I could see that dynamic because um, who I'm talking to right now, he is about to turn 39 in October. But it's just because of he's done it all. He's had his fun and everything, and he's just mm. kind of like at a place where he's like, I'm I'm finally ready to like settle down. And um, 
he's never been with a trans woman ever. So it's new for him, but he's like, you're a decent human being and I'm okay with that. He was like, that's all I'm worried about. He was like, I'm too old to be chasing these girls that don't want to settle down and you want to settle down. And he was like, I might lock you down. I'm like, okay, I'm fine with that. <laughs> let's, let's do it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, but no, not everybody is ready for monogamy. I mean, that's um, just a fact. Not everybody's ready for it. So, um, but yeah. Uh, so we were. I wanted to ask uh, Rita before you, you know, got in your relationship. Were you using dating apps at all? Using dating apps? Yeah. Did you ever use oh, yeah. like Tinder, yeah. Bumble, oh, yeah. all that shit? Um, I'm banned from Tinder because um, Tinder doesn't really like trans women. I don't know why, but people report your like thing because they will like this is false advertisement, and they'll report your page over and over again, and then you get blocked. Yep. I've heard that. Yeah, you get blocked from it. But yeah, I've been on Grinder and all that stuff. Just it's more like entertainment. I'm like I'm just bored. But I have dated a few guys. I mean, me and Corey. <laughs> That's how me and Corey came about. We met <laughs> on the good old grinder. And then we we had a good old good old run. We had a good old run. He was like he was one of the best boyfriends I've ever had. Oh, thank you. Hey. Yeah. That's off to you, young brother. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh no, he definitely he definitely is an ally to the trans community. He is very respectful. We walked up into his house and I said, is that your mom? I'm meeting your mom. And he was like, yeah, I don't have a problem with that. And I was like, what? Yeah. wait, what? <laughs> hold on. I was, I was like, hold up. I'm meeting your mom? Your mom. That's your mom on the couch. And he was like, yeah. I was like, well, sure. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I think a lot of women, you know, once they get a guy who's real about it, they'd be surprised how quickly they meet the family. Loved ones. Oh yeah, it was, like, like, it was literally like the second day. Yeah. <laughs> it was the second day. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Oh, okay, I like this." I was like, but, "Wait, you know, you're not like puzzle. A piece of that puzzle really is, um, you know, some of the guys that I've talked to. You know, they've dealt with some women who weren't exactly family uh, friendly family oriented. <laughs> yeah, friendly." Cause they're like, yo, I had such a bad relationship with my family. Like, I don't give a fuck about making nice for your family or, you know, putting in work to, you know, get along with people in your family. And it's just like, yeah. Hey, well, if you're looking for a relationship, you're gonna have to. I, I mean, it's right. just, it's it's funny, like, cause we're in a space where we are, we're, we're having these relationships that are, you know, largely modeled after the relationships that cis men and cis women have. And there are certain things that come with those relationships. And it's like, you knew this is what we were doing, right? Like, we were kind of having an actual relationship. So you're going to have to meet my family. I'm not saying yeah. everybody has to be the biggest fan of every member of my family. But, like, that's family's a part of it. Christmas, holidays, whatever, you know? But, yeah, that's how I am. I'm very family-oriented. I'm very family-oriented. I'm a big daddy's girl. And me and my mom are really close. My mom is a huge ally to the LGBT community and stuff like that. So it's not like a, it, I'm very family oriented. So I got to meet somebody's family. If I'm going to be dating you, I need to know your family. It, isn't, isn't your mom in some sort of group like, uh, was it like free mom hugs to LGBT? Um, yeah, um, yeah, free mom hugs. It's Mama Bears. 
they travel like to different events and just give out hugs and show love to the LGBT community and raise money for LGBT corporations. And it's just a bunch of cool moms that literally go, they've been kind of hindered because of COVID because their whole hug thing, they just go out and hug people and show love everywhere. But they haven't been able to do it because of COVID. But mm. yeah, it's a pretty cool organization. They're pretty, pretty passionate about their children. <laughs> oh, that's dope. And um, you know, that's like and, and I know we all fly in different circles, but um, you know, that's something I have to like battle in a lot of conservative spaces is mm-hmm. people that like people that believe A, they can control what their children will grow up to be. Be that their children are their property. Like they're going to be what I say they are. Not your property. And it's just like, you know, you're, I have to, I'm, I'm drilling. I find myself in service in spaces where I have to like drill into people's head. Like, yo, what you're doing is fucking is going to fuck up your kids. Like you need to let your kids be free to be whoever the fuck they want to be. Because if you control them, they're going to resent you for it. Like, I mean, look, the data is out there. We already know that people that, you know, aren't supported by their parents end up fucked up and have issues. Mm-hmm. Like, that's just what it is. Oh. So, I mean, yeah. <laughs> my mother, when I told my mother at 14 that I, that was it, I wasn't waiting any longer. Mm-hmm. She said, there's the fucking door. If you think that oh. you're going to be, she, her exact words were, if you think I'm going to have some faggot son of mine running around town dressed like a woman, then you've got life and bullshit all fucked up. There's the door. Get out. Don't ever come back. Mm, and I walked out that door, and within a couple of weeks, I found the hormones on the black market from Mexico. And that's I was living I my life. I lived mm. my life. That's how I started, the good old black market hormones. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like- yeah. Oh, wow. Thank God for black market hormones when you're underage. Thank God for black market cosmetology. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, my mom didn't like it too bad when I was drunk and I told her that I got silicone in my face and she wasn't too happy about it. But I was like, I wanted to be a woman. <laughs> I wanted to round out my face. Yeah. But, well, you know what's interesting is... um. One of the guys that um, Corey and I knows, it was it was just crazy. He, um, look, guys approach this shit all different kinds of ways. I have my prescribed way in how you handle introducing your trans girlfriend to your family. Um, but he went the route of, you know, not telling him that she was trans. So he went that route. You know, things blew up and... I mean, this dude he ended up homeless. Like he got oh, his, shit. like his dad yeah. kicked him out the house. Over, yeah, over I, 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 t- I talked with him the, the day that it, it all went down or whatnot. We I probably sat on an hour and a half or so. Mm. Either the day or the day after, but we mm. we had a good long conversation about it. And and what he said he was trying to do was he's like I was trying to let them get to know her because she's such a great person. I was trying to get I was trying to, I wanted them to know her first. And then when you find out she's such a great person, then, you know, after she leaves, I tell them. And then um, he was thinking it was going to be, he was going to defeat any and all possible. Oh, okay. out of the situation. 
And it just, like he said, it backfired, and his dad made a big freaking whoop-de-boo about it and all this stuff. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, he's, yeah. So, I mean, he's good, good bro, good dude. But, yeah, it was just like uh, – so I always tell guys, like, yo, y'all got we got to set the table. Set the table before everybody sits down. So, no, you know, we that's do why too. Yeah, we do too. Yeah. So I just told guys, like, yo, me a shot. you don't – Huh? God doesn't buy me a shot. He doesn't dance with me or anything at the bar. I'll be like, hey, just so you know, we got the same parts, bro. So before you come over here and try to hit on me and talk to me, we pack the same thing and mine might be a little bigger. So don't be mad at me. Just leave me alone. <laughs> True. But if you're interested in it, okay, we can talk. And I will take that shot. <laughs> I remember those conversations. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's some folks that still want to just like you know fly under the radar, but um, I think that I don't want I don't want to fly under the radar. I don't like that. I'm like, yeah. listen, I'm a trans woman. Hello, hear me, <laughs> hear me roar. I'm not gonna be like, hey, I'm, no gonna hide it. I'm gonna hide it until we're about to get down to business, and then all my parts come out, his parts come out, and then he's confused on why I got the same parts as him. No. Mm-mm. We're gonna tell you straight out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it's, I'm, I'm just of a of mind of better safe than sorry. So I deal with a lot of them that ask me if I have any pre-op friends I can refer them to. I get oh. that. A lot. Oh, oh, that is the thing that is so disgusting to me. I hate mm. it when people do that. It's like they treat you like you're you're not. They were like, oh, you don't satisfy my fetish anymore. I can't interact with you. I'm like, well, I'm not here. Like. Women that do have bottom surgery are not here to satisfy your freaking fetish. They're here to live their lives and mm-hmm. possibly find a partner that still loves them after they have bottom surgery. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. That and they um, gotta understand that I did not do that for them. Like I didn't get the surgery for them. I got it for me. Which is great. Exactly. So then be okay when guys don't prefer it. I'm fine with it if they don't prefer yeah. it. I understand it's that fine. there's a lot of guys that prefer pre-ops. And I'm cool with that, you know. But cool. as long as they're cool with me, I'm cool with them about it. Yeah. And, and, and yeah, that's what it is, you know. As long as everybody has respect for each other, it's yeah. all good. But, you know, I'm of a mind where, you know, look, I'm not here to play these games where – Men have to like whatever the fuck you give them. Uh, this specific group of men, we are as entitled as anyone else to prefer whatever set of genitals on our partner we want. So gay men prefers dick. Lesbian woman prefers vagina. I prefer what I prefer. So I have a right to do it yeah, just with anybody else. So, you know, we, we, uh, a lot of girls get caught in this, you know, fetishizer zone or whatever else. And it's just like, yo, I say it like this: If in, if somebody rolls up and I get this a little bit different because I don't have dysphoria around it too too much, but you know if somebody says, "Yo, man, I love dark skinned motherfuckers like you. I love dark skinned, heavy set dudes like you." Yeah, I don't love that I'm overweight, and my skin has definitely not helped me in my life. But if somebody says, "Yo, man, I like that shit," and I'm like, "Bet." Glad it's going well right. for me. Glad it brought me somebody of quality like you. Now, obviously, that goes the other way because I have to deal with the fetish, the fetishization. Wow, sorry, I can't speak right now. 
Red Bulls got me. Um, the fetishization, wow, of uh, of the black body, because then it's like, oh, well, you're black, so you have to have a 12-inch penis. So show, rip out that 12-inch uh, snake, daddy. And I'm like, um, can, can we exchange, like, names first? Or... Okay. <laughs> like, I, if I could count how many times I have had to block somebody on Snapchat or something just because every morning I, they feel like they need to send me their morning genitals and I'm like God, this is exactly what I wanted to see in the morning every, I always tell guys if I wanted to see it I would just look down I'm like I did not want to see your penis <laughs> yeah, now I get the fetishes now I get the fetishists that want to see what medical science can do down there. Like they're all fetishists uh, to see it. I could definitely they- say amongst like the lot of the like trans attracted guys that I have been around or have mm-hmm. spoken with or interacted with, um, there is there is curiosity. I was surprised because um, <laughs> my ex was post-op, and they're like, "Oh, dude, well, how is it?" Like. There were so many people fascinated and they just wanted to know and they were really curious about it. And I was very surprised at like, I don't know. I was, I was surprised at the energy that was coming my way about that. Yeah. And it was, it was really interesting. I did. I, I wasn't prepared for it. No, you do. You get, you get this weird energy from people that it, it becomes its own thing. It really does become its own thing. And then, mm. you know, I've I've been there to the point where um, my friend Bianca Nicole, she finally got her bottom surgery and um, she has two kids with her husband that's trans. So he had the children. So they completed their family. They're happy with the amount of children that they have. So she was like, okay, finally bottom surgery. And so um, I will admit when she got hers and she came back to the show world, I was like, can I see her vagina? (laughs) I was like, I was like, because I I want it eventually, but I've never seen like a medically made vagina. So I was like, can I see it? And I, I'm gonna admit, she had her leg up on the table, like <laughs> like showing all the <laughs> equipment, and I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. this is so exciting. <laughs> I'm yeah, like, <laughs> I mean, look, I I am not funny or shy about showing it. Like it doesn't yeah. bother me, especially if a sister asks. Like mm-hmm. I understand. Mm-hmm. I understand someday they're going to want it or maybe they want it and they're curious. So I don't have a problem with that. I don't even have a problem with guys being curious if I'm interested in them too. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's, yeah, it can be a bit much when it, well, can I see it? Well, does it, do you have orgasms? Does it work? Does like, yeah, that's, I had all those questions for her too. I was like, "Girl, well, I really want it, but also I don't want I don't want to have like nothing during sex and have to fake everything." I'm like, "I want to be able to still have fun." Yeah, I'll, I'll admit to you, I actually turned out with a hypersensitive clit. Mm-hmm. So when I have sex. It's extremely easy for me to orgasm. Extremely oh, easy. Yes. And I, like yes. Four doctors, four doctors have all said that I'm extremely lucky because that's not the usual case. Oh, so, yeah. Yeah, I got really lucky in that department. 
Jane for you and your sensitive click, girl. I'm happy for you. <laughs> and you know, um, girls who are interested in it, um, once they know that I had, you know, once they find guys who have ex-girlfriends that have already had it, they that like the question, like they've already talked to the girls. They don't they've gotten whatever answers they're gonna get from other women. But you know, the one thing they can't get from the girls is <clears throat> what's it what's it like for the guy? Exactly. Because they're, you know, usually in, you know, in a, in a relationship a lot of times, like the last girl that asked me about it, she was, she's already married and she's just like, okay, well, how was it? You t tell me from your point of view, how, how was the experience? And, you know, pros, cons, give me all of, give me everything. And, um, you know, it was, it was, it's, it has been fascinating how many girls are just really interested to hear like the male perspective on these things, because Guys aren't making videos about. So here's my here's my experience with post op vagina. Like it's like guys aren't. It's it's not easy for women to find. So yeah. and you know, <clears throat> hats off to them for actually caring about their partner's satisfaction, especially if they're married already. You know, yeah, I, that's pretty dope of them to give a fuck. Um, but yeah, it's it's all interesting. Um, it's all interesting. But it's I, I think one thing that um. I, I know this whole like chaser world that is out there where, and I, I trust me, I, I kind of feel like I, I kind of treat chaser like the N word. Where it's like, if one of the guys says it, fine, but then one of the girls says it, I'm all over it. Yeah, same all way. All over it. Well, a lot of people, well, a lot of people don't like like the word tranny. I I like it. I like it. I feel like I it, it's negative, but I like to take it back because I feel like it's my word and I can take it back yeah. if I want to. I'm like, I like it. I like it. just because it's. I feel like it's a fish. It's a fish name for. I feel cute saying. It. I'm like, ooh, tranny. Like, like I don't know. No, look, that's your prerogative. That is your. We will not jump out there and say no. But I should be able to say, uh, uh, I whatever you say, I'm, I'm with it. So it's all good. But yeah, I just like it, speaking of. Um, I'm sorry, past the the chaser population, but um, they're like the guys that are actually looking for a relationship. It is. There's there's a. I was actually surprised once I really started to get out there and meet more guys, especially online, and you know, get more guys into my men's only group. Um, there's quite a few guys that just don't care. Like they can oh, yeah. take either or. Like they're not like, oh well, I need this. Like, because you know, the narrative is well, all these guys just want this. Yeah. And none of these guys want this. And yeah. you know, there's a lot of guys that just don't care either way. Um I'm, I'm one of those guys. So. <laughs> we well, know. know we had a good talk about it on the fourth of July. Oh no, I saw the video. I saw the video. Uh oh. Uh oh. She, what'd you say? I think she called you a ladies. I think she called you a hoe. Oh, I didn't call him a hoe. Uh -huh. I called him a social man. He's social. Lover of the ladies. He's more. He's more of a lover, though. He's, he's a very. He's a very good man. He's a total gentleman with me. He is. No, he's the he's only the one that takes the boots off and go for a walk on the beach. Oh, there we go. See, yes, I know how to chew your feet up with the sand and the boots afterwards. I oh, oh God, he was probably so. Since he, 
sometimes he's touch sensitive, so I know that probably <laughs> made him feel like he's driving him crazy. <laughs> <laughs> you have but it, yeah. ladies. You are guaranteed a walk on the beach with Corey. <laughs> <laughs> That's part of the Corey experience. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. It's a it's an experience. It's an experience. Not a bad one. It's a good one. But I don't think I had the same experience you did. So. I did yeah. Well, my my experience of course mostly with clothes off. So I think our experience is different. There you go. <laughs> so um, before we are we here. I'm sorry. Uh, so before we bump out, because, you know, we're at about 40 minutes and I don't want to keep you all too late, but I really, you know, in these conversations, I want to revisit, you know, because we have conversations with just the men, you know, and it's, you know, men's space. We're doing our thing, talking about whatever. Um, but I want to revisit some of the conversations that we have in our men's spaces to give, you know, kind of add a woman's perspective to it. Okay. So, um, you know, what we were talking about last week was, you know, this whole pretty much I'll just say the the, the blanket idea is, you know, what's up with this? Like we, we were just trying to figure this out. Like what's up with this obsession with like girls trying to out guys like we, we, we don't understand what is like the upside of this because we were looking at this Nikita Dragon thing with Tyga. And she, I guess he had DM'd her and she put a screenshot of it in her video. And it's just like, we're just like, what? Like we 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 saw it as like sensationalizing trans attraction, and we're just like, why is this a good thing? And who's co-signing on this shit? I, um, it's kind of hard for me because I used to date Eddie and I talk about Eddie Murphy and I talk about it on stage. Mm-hmm. So but I never, like, I never down him. I always say that he was a good guy, that he was good to me. But then I always tell a joke that he's the only man in the world that you can make come. And he goes, eh, 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 eh. See, I make good fun out of it. I don't, I don't pack with it. Oh, baby, she's done had some of the nutty professor girl. I'm impressed. Oh my goodness, Hercules, Hercules. <laughs> oh, okay. if you did not do that during. I want to. If you did that during, I would cry. Oh my god. He was filming Harlem Nights when I knew him. Okay, oh. dope, dope movie. Very yeah. dope movie. Oh gosh, very good movie. But yeah, so, I'm definitely not one to out anybody. But if something if somebody finds out about our situation, mm-hmm. I don't feel the need to vocalize it to other people. But if he comes to me, like, why are you telling people? Or people found out, and he automatically comes to me. I'm not the type of person to tell anybody. I'm like, mm-hmm. listen, if I want this to continue, I need it to only be my business and your business. So I'm not going to say anything. So if anybody found out, I know it was something that he said to one of his friends or something. And then they ran them out. But once he comes to me, I said, I'm not going to argue with it because you know what we did together. <clears throat> and both, both of us know what we did together. And I'm not going to be over here arguing with you in public 
talking about white town people. I'll be like, listen, we both know what happened. So why are we making this scene? Like, get out of my face. I was like, I'm not going to argue with you about this. It just (laughs) seems like this whole, like, you know, it seems like, well, specifically with this rapper, Tyga, there have been multiple examples. Embarrass him. I mean, is under fire. A a flex for what? Like, what are you? How does that make you celebrity monitor? I guess she just wanted that little flex, but she really just hurt herself, her safety. She has the black girls on her ass. Oh yeah, for what she did with the Marsha P. Johnson shit. That's fucking yeah. They are furious with her. Fucked up. Yeah. But she doesn't care. Like, and that's that's the thing is Nikita and her audience don't give a fuck. No. Like black people aren't their concern. They just they they just don't live in that space. They just don't care. They're they're <laughs> all on trying to be their fucking Hollywood Kardashian clone selves and whatever. It's, I, yeah, my thing I is I don't want to I don't want to be a celebrity. Like I never modeled my transition after a celebrity. I was more so, I didn't want to be like a, I'm in the show industry, but it doesn't mean that I want to be famous. I don't want to, I like my mediocre fame. <laughs> I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. I don't want any more. But I wanted to be a woman like my mom. I didn't want to be like any celebrity or anything. I wanted to be a respectable woman that always helped people when they were in need and was respectable in her stature or how she treated people. I didn't want to be so much as the look, I guess, to be gawked at and all that stuff. It was never like, oh, I'm transitioning to be lusted after and gawked at. That's what I'm waiting. Like, that's her money yeah, for my that, time. That's I'm doing it for the wrong reason. And a lot of those girls end up going back to being little gay boys later. Anyway. Shout out to, um, what's her name? Chanel something. Used to be Chanel Santini, a porn star. Uh, who detransitioned oh. after getting after being that it girl in porn for a while? Just oh, don't say it. Don't, that's my <laughs> that's my tagline at work. Oh, the uh, it girl <laughs> yeah. Now you know. Okay, so here's the thing for me is um, you talking about being that like trying to be that bitch. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I have observed some individuals like still getting surgery, still like preening and trying to be that chick. And I'm like, ma'am, you are 40. This is done. Like you're never going to be that chick because and not, and and when, when I say that chick, like in the way where you walk in and you're just exalted by everyone, it's just like, no, that, that 24 year old over there has got it. Like you'll never have what the 24 year old has at 40. No it's amount of time you can fix it. It's not what it's cracked up to be. I'm 25. No. Kind of sucks. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. I'm ready. I'm ready to be. I'm ready to be my like freaking colors of the wind, like freaking beautiful old lady in the woods, just camping out and living her life. There you go. So being young, kind of. I'm ready to be old and married. Is what I'm ready. <laughs> I'm ready to be old, and married with grandchildren. <laughs> Have at it. I mean, you know, it's nice to have a goal. And, you know, I'll say it like this. At least you know what you want to do. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, it just takes a while for folks to figure out where they want to land at and all that stuff. So, you all know. All I try to do is look the best I can for the age I am. And I don't try mm-hmm. to look 25 because I'm not 25. So, Mm-mm. 
No, you're something of course. You're something of more quality. The young girls are like a Moscato type of one. You're a fine aged one that only people with a certain palate can appreciate. Thank you. You're welcome. It's a higher barrier of entry for sure. But that's why the guys go for those young girls because they don't have to do all. They don't have to do everything they have to do with you. The young girls, they they can put in fifty percent of the effort and get sex. But you know, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just that doesn't work with me. Of course not. I, yeah. You know better. She's like, she's like, I paid for, I paid for this vagina. I'm uh-huh. going to tell who can come up in it. I was <laughs> <definitely. for this. laughs> very bad. Sure. Um, <laughs> the scandal. Right. I'm sorry. So that's all. Oh, that's really the only conversation I wanted to revisit for now. We have. Yeah, I've been doing the show for over a year now, so we got plenty of conversations. But it was really just this, like Nikita Dragon, uh, uh, Black China, whoever the fuck is like. It's it's just this recent streak of chicks just trying to out athletes, celebrities, and I'm like, but like you're not special for being with that celeb because anybody who knows just a little bit knows that most of these motherfuckers is fucking with trans women. It's a gang of a gang of NBA players, NFL players. The lady I'm talking to right now has NBA and NFL in her history. Like, it's a lot of these. And, and, and I mean, everybody I mean, like is, I mean, really, <laughs> it's, yeah, I, I don't know what it is. It's like that level of celebrity offers people a little bit of freedom to explore their sexuality in a way that maybe some other men don't have that opportunity to. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I don't, it's, it's, I just don't, it's not special. In my mind, I'm looking at you like, okay, you're trying to out these celebrities, trying to pussy stunt, and but you're doing the same shit. Everybody like that's not. Did you fuck, I think like fuck a president, and then I'll think about thinking you special. Like do something ain't nobody else done. I guess <laughs> for me, it would depend if the dude fucked me over, and uh-huh. I felt like that's- he had really fucked me over. Well, then all bets are off. Yeah, I think that Fair most enough. of the guys, most of the guys that are that were in her video. Mm-hmm. Were guys that fucked her over, so I feel mm-hmm. like in a way it was kind of her song was talking about get up off my dick. Like she was like, get up off my dick, then if you're gonna fucking be shitting to me, like that's kind of how she was going about with it. So I can understand that. But the reason mm-hmm. that I the video is because I'm like, girl, these motherfuckers know people don't put hits out on you. You better <laughs> chill the fuck out. Well, that's a good way for her to wind up dead. I know you don't. Mm. I like maybe I have girls that I've known personally, just in everyday life, trying to out a dude and then end up get shot by them. And I'm like, girl, <laughs> he might not be the one doing the shooting, but I'm sure he's gonna pay for it if you don't yeah. shut up. Oh, I know a girl in New York who got her throat slit. Yes. Well, you know, um, uh, what's interesting is I'm I'm doing this. Um, I'm, I'm right now I'm recording a series of uh, long form interviews with um, different trans attractive trans amorous men. You know, they're telling their stories, sharing, like, you know, much like Corey did with his video. They're just telling what's happening to them. And, you know, it was fascinating with one of the guys. Uh, he's a New Yorker. He was just like, yo, um, the hood found out that my boy was fucking with this trans girl over here. And then a week later, he's dead. Mm-hmm. And it was just like he was like I know that that was like cause and effect that my boy got shot because you know certain 
the 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 cats that he was fucking with didn't fuck with him on that level anymore because of what he was doing. It was just yeah, like the, crazy. Honestly, the black the black community is one of the. I was very I because I'm I'm biracial, so um, the black community was a community that for the longest time before I had allies in it. Well, male allies in the black community before I had them, I was very scared of it or mm-hmm. dating African American mm-hmm. men. But then I had allies in it, and then they were like, "Hey, don't bother Rita. Don't fuck with Rita. Da 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 da. She's cool." Yeah. And then because they respected me, other men in the community respected me, and they protected me. And was like, "Hey, leave Rita alone." <laughs> I was like, "But I didn't experience that until I moved to Louisville." Oh yeah, I mean, look. Like- and I've said it on my show before, you know, I think people greatly underestimate how conservative minority communities really are. Oh, and, you know, a lot of minority communities are very much steeped in traditionalism, uh, mm-hmm. religion. And I'm not even just talking about the black community, like black, uh-uh. Hispanic, no, Indian, whatever. Yeah. It's a lot of traditionalism and they're just slow to change. We're like a lot of times the white community can just be like, OK, well, now spanking your kids is wrong. So, all right, everybody adjust. Boom. Now, spanking <laughs> kids is out. We're, we're doing time out, y'all. When well, you, know, you tell these other communities, like, <laughs> you tell them spanking your kids is wrong. You're like, uh-uh, I'm still beating that ass because I got my well, ass The Bible says, bear the rod. And yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> and don't you run away from my hand because I got a hold of your arm. We'll oh, do something. <laughs> 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 My PTSD is triggering. I know. My mom did that. I was going in circles in the living room. And she was on, but she was on the phone with the girls while doing it. She yeah, had the yeah, corded phone, like, yep. Uh-huh, that's right, girl. And then just like <laughs> crazy. Crazy. She's uh, like, you think I'm gonna hang up to whip that ass? No. They about to right. hear you. <laughs> For sure. But now I I like cultures, like different cultures are really conservative. I started talking to a dude that was Arabic and he was like very like traditional. He was 20, 21 mm-hmm. years old, and he was like, I'm he's like, I'm not gonna lie, I'm still I'm still a virgin. And I'm like <sighs> Okay, so if your family finds out that we're talking, you're going to get, like, excommunicated, and you've not had any intimate partners before me. I was like, I, I think we should be friends, because I'm not trying to take your virginity, and then you're a family, find out, and then you're obsessed with me because of the first experience that you had, and this experience is too advanced for you. You need to, <laughs> you need to go <laughs> have fun with somebody, somebody else, because it's not about to be me, like, I would change your whole life. <laughs> those middle those Middle Eastern men live for the girl. Love for the girl. Which I went to a hookah bar and it was like it was just mm-hmm. like I went to a hookah bar with my girlfriends and it was just like a like they all peeped up like mm-hmm. meerkats and I was like yeah. I used I to date a lot of Persian guys in Houston. I was like, okay. I think we need to go because oh, I'm you're in Houston. That's yeah, they here. Oh yeah. <laughs> but the thing <laughs> is, the girls that I know that I've talked to, you know, Filipino, whatever, like all different races that have dealt with guys and Middle Eastern dudes, 
it's more like um well i mean really realistically a lot of these motherfuckers can't they can't mess you into their lives realistically like oh yeah at the end of the day it's never it's always it's to rec- like at this at this point for them trans women are for recreational use only Thank you. and uh-huh. it's just like but they but they come out like i i moderate um this group that we're streaming in you know it's about 1300 people but it's just a shit ton of indian and middle eastern guys and like you know indian muslim guys not indian hindu guys um uh-huh. that just keep just drive fall in the group and it's just like bruh like you're really serious about this show like because you're just gonna come in here and video date some chick for a couple months and they say oh well this can't this wasn't meant to be and it's just like i don't know i, I find it weird because like you said jamie like they do really really like the girls oh yeah they do and i was oh. fascinated to hear all these stories from different women it's just like yo these motherfuckers just playing like you, you you're playing yourself yeah. But he got, he was like, I'm willing, he's like, he was like, I'm willing to take the risk. And I'm like, listen, you are 21 years old. If you, if, if your family found out about me and then excommunicated me, I'm going to be the rest of your life. Cause I'm going to be like feeling bad that I got you excommunicated from your family and not want to break up with you. And then we're just going to be miserable. We're just going to be miserable, hating each other and just be oh. I'm like, I'm not, I'm not, I just want to be your friend. And so it's like, Rita. One day you'll give me a chance, and I'm like, one day you'll be older, and you'll find somebody <laughs> that will fit into your lifestyle. I was like, one day your parents will arrange a marriage for you, like you keep talking about. He likes the girl that they're trying to arrange him the marriage, like marriage with. He likes her, mm-hmm. and I'm like, why don't you talk to her then? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, where can we go? Because you have the one thing she doesn't. That's why. Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> Uh-oh. I'm just saying, if he's craving it, that's just mm. all there is to it. Little me, you know. What? And that's the conversation <laughs> I have with guys. Is like, because you know, I get a lot of guys coming to me who are, um, you know, they're married or they're just like, they're, but they're like, they're either, they're either married or a, a lot of guys end up being married when they have this like crisis of conflict of self conflict, just trying to understand themselves. But it's just like, okay. And even the other guys that they hit me up, like we're in their like mid thirties. I'm like, dude, they, they don't know which way to go. They don't know. Is this for me? Is it not for me? I don't know. And what it really comes down to, I was like, yo, like what Jamie was talking about. Can you be in a relationship with this girl, with this cis woman and not have cravings for something that she don't have? Cause if you can, then stay. But if you can't, you need to you, leave that yeah, girl alone you need to have and, respect for her and let her free. So she yeah. can possibly find something that's not going to leave her <laughs> or cheat I mean, on her. That's true, but I don't really think about the girls because I'm here for the guys. So like, it's really all about them and setting themselves up for success in relationship. So it's like, dude, don't set yourself up for failure because you're pairing yourself it's, with somebody. Yeah, be a respectable man. <laughs> so like, get out, set up, set yourself up for something that you like. It's It's going to be tough. It's going to be adjustment. There's going to be lots of learning. This is not, these markets aren't as easy. And there's, you know, guidance that thankfully men can offer to these dudes. Like really, when I started out, like really trying to look for answers and trying to explore um, back in like 2008, I was Googling it. All of a sudden was a bunch of weirdos dating lady boys in uh, 
Thailand and shit. Like there were no Americans. The men with all that money and shit, they love mm-hmm. to go to Thailand and be like entertaining. Yeah. Because oh, baby, don't get me wrong, them Thailand trans women are <laughs> they're beautiful, they're gorgeous. But, I mean, yeah, them and, and the girls in the Philippines are all right, too. And um, actually, one of the guys in my group married a girl from the Philippines. Um, I tried yeah. it out. I tried it out. And um, if you can afford them, just, <laughs> they have yeah. standards. They have yeah. I mean, income preferences. <laughs> I, I understand it. I'm, I'm a pretty high earner, so I'm good. Uh, so, you know, it's but, you know, it's it's there's cultural differences and all that stuff as well. But I mean, it is like if you're if I, I would. If a guy said, yo, I'm looking for a wife, and it, I'm like, yeah, well, I mean, you might want to try this. This might be for you. Like, I don't think it's that far-fetched. Yeah, because she need a green card. <laughs> she need a green yeah. card, and you need a wife. <laughs> Let's make the arrangement. I mean, there is that that you have to watch out for. Obviously, there are pitfalls in all areas of dating, things to look out for. You know, game-recognized game, so to speak. So you got to, you know, be out, be on, be on the lookout. So, um, but, you know, it's, it's just... The guys like that. That's one of the things where they're when, when it's men in conflict and they're at the very beginning of the stages, they're trying to figure out who and what they are. It's really what Jamie said, which is like, yo, you're gonna get that craving, you're gonna want something else. Okay, well, then you shouldn't be here. Yeah, well, my <laughs> thing is, I, I'm also, I there's plenty of girls that would entertain it, but um, and there's nothing wrong with there's nothing wrong with women that entertain married men mm. or girls that are in the working industry with escorting and stuff like that. There's nothing wrong with it. I'm just not going to entertain it. And a lot of guys that approach me don't understand that mm. I'm not going to entertain them because they are married. And then they're like, they have like this real like confused, like what? You're not here to satisfy my my fetish secretly? Mm. To the sex worker girl. Well, so yeah, they've been conditioned. Yeah. socially conditioned to that but what what i will say and this is my complaint and i'm i'm, I'm all about I, I piss people off so i just tell the truth but oh, no, you, really, I don't know it's impossible to piss you off i'm too well, established in myself to get pissed off about what somebody says oh okay <laughs> cool cool no it's it's um for the girls who do entertain the married men uh-huh. all i'm saying is you're into you're entertaining married men cool but don't judge all men by the married men that you entertain. Because what I see a lot is, well, all men are trash because these men are cheating. I know I've had married oh, clients. No. It's like, okay, but those are your clients. Yeah. Like that's not all of us. Like don't judge all of us because you're taking in married. Like that's your experience with men is, you know, whatever, but just compare. I don't know, but it's just like, those are the main ones complaining. Like men cheat all the time. They're this, they ain't shit. Cause I know, cause I have married clients and I'm like, well, if you're gonna take married clients, don't complain about it, and don't and don't put that on all men. Exactly, it's just weird. I can I can say I can say this now that um, uh-huh. Corey's not on, not on here. But <laughs> I I do I do set a standard of what I deserve by. Is he coming back? I feel like he's no, coming no, back. No, no, no. <laughs> okay, I was like, oh, call me back because I'm not trying to blow up his head even more. He knows he's attractive, but I um set my standard of what I feel like I deserve by what Corey gave me when we were in a relationship. I was like, I do deserve these things because I have been with a man that respects trans women mm-hmm. and does treat me 
did treat me with respect and did not treat me like I was some type of fetish or something for them to play with. So I know that there is, Corey's not the only man that does that in this world. So Mm -hmm. I know I can hold out for the right person because if Corey exists, there's other motherfuckers like him that exist. So I'm not going to entertain men that do not fit the Corey standard, I guess. (laughs) It's once you have that experience of having a good man, like not every woman in this space has had that experience of a good man and mm-hmm. like knows what it is. You know, I think sometimes men and women end up in get being used to relationships that are just toxic and they're like, oh, well, this is just how relationships go. We argue, we fight, yeah, we mistrust yeah. each other, we do yeah. this. Oh, crap. <laughs> but, okay. <laughs> but, uh, wait, wait, Corey doesn't know. I'm the <laughs> But what Corey doesn't know is that um, he makes my dating life hard because every time I introduce my, somebody to my family, they're like, eh, he's not Corey. And I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, oh, I'm never going to win because I'm not going to bring Corey home. I mean, I'll bring him home as a friend, but like, we're good. We're amazing friends. He's an awesome friend to have. And he's the only one of my ex that I freaking is am friends with <laughs> like genuine friends with but yeah my sister my sister constantly is like I miss Corey and I'm like every time I show her like I'm like God, I'm talking she's like I miss Corey and I'm like oh my <laughs> I'm like I'm sorry sister he'll be I'm sorry that I'm breaking your heart but <laughs> me and Corey families get attached we get attached to that shit like we love oh, fucking yeah, yeah when we find when when <laughs> when my sister brought home her ex-husband we're like oh my god I love this guy we all loved him and then you know the new the new boo is there and we're just like so how was current he was an India guy but how how was current doing it and uh, you know new guys just salty and it's just like my family just they they shady. They don't give a fuck. It's like, look, that's that's our nigga right there. Like, I don't know why you bringing this new dude. Right. Like, that's our dude. Bring like the Indian family, guy back. My family, I feel like they're I feel like they're gonna think that I'm <laughs> gonna bring somebody home like Corey one day. But in all reality, they know they know that I'm just that girl that's gonna date the tatted up outlaw that rides a motorcycle and that's just going to be me. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like hey, just accept it. You know, I'm going to date some man that looks like he can know where to hide a body and he looks rough and it's, it's just my type. It's jail trade. I love it. I love it. I love me a good old white boy with a bunch of tattoos and a beard. It's just, it's just what it is. Jail <laughs> trade. Um, Jamie, <laughs> uh, do you have a type? Please, since we're laying out our types here tonight. Um, honestly, I don't have a specific type. Um, I really don't have a specific type. I mean, I've been with every race. I've been with every... <laughs> I've been around with pretty much everyone, a little bit of everything. Man. So I, I she just, said I went to the buffet and I did not want to miss out. Yeah, like I ate at the buffet of life and and I appreciated it. And so I don't really have those hangups when it comes to meeting someone. It's really about the person. It's not about a specific I don't, physical type. So um, you know, we don't allow 
lying on this podcast at all. Like, we're just going to have to get you to tell the truth. No, I'm just messing with you. <laughs> One quality I'll say that I like is I like a guy who is old-fashioned as far as take charge. I'm the man in the relationship. Okay. And, you know. A leader. We're going to have this plan and we're going to do this, but we're going to do it as a team. You know, yes. you have that teamwork in there, mm-hmm. but they're in charge. I, mm-hmm. That I like. That's what I like. I don't. I don't like. I don't like a man to be submissive to me. I, I need you to. I need you to tell me to shut the fuck up. When uh, that will get you. That will get you far in life. If you be like, you be like, bitch, shut the fuck up. I'm like, what you I'm like, what you I'm like, what you I'm like, oh, okay. I'm gonna sit right here. <laughs> All right, fellas, you heard it here. <laughs> Tell your lady to shut the fuck up, and you might get some tonight. No, the guy that I'm talking to most recently told me told me to shut the fuck up, and I okay, okay. <laughs> I, was, I was getting frustrated with him, and I was I was I was just running my chops, and he was like, "Hey, shut the fuck up. Let me talk to you." And he was like, "Hey, I like you. We ain't go- I ain't going nowhere. So shut the fuck up." And he was like. <laughs> Okay, motherfucker. My bad. Damn. I wish I were that. I wish I were that cool. I do not. I will. I don't swear at my partner ever. But I do that. Like it's just like in in the black space. It's old men that can give you that look. That is pretty much shut the fuck up. (laughs) Or they say, "All right, I ain't gonna be more bitches up in here tonight." Like they gonna let you know one way or another without cussing (laughs) you out that you done you you reaching the line. Ooh, I like that. And you know, it's that it's it's all about giving that energy where your lady knows, yo, this I need to stop this. All right, I have my fun, but he's about fed up. So you yeah, know, Corey's stature, Corey's stature and his eyebrow look was enough for me. And listen, you two don't walk up on me like that, sir. I will do we'll be in the bedroom if you yell at me like that again. No. <laughs> <laughs> He's a big guy. He's like, I don't know how tall you are. You're like, freaking, you're a giant. That's okay. what I freaked out about because I'm five six, and that's what I freaked oh, out about. How tall are you, bro? Oh, I'm jealous. How tall are you, Corey? I'm five nine. I wish I was five six. <laughs> oh, is he freezing? Oh, he's still there. I'm six what? one. Oh, okay. Wow, six one. Cool. Like I wasn't against that, bro. Two hundred fifty something pounds, freaking buff as shit. Scary sometimes. I call it's it a freak. Now that is definitely above average. So <laughs> you passed the six foot six foot test, bro. That's just, <laughs> yeah, I, I guess all, all women want the guys that are like six foot and above. I know. Yeah. I like. I like to have my ex husband. My ex husband was five foot five. Really? Uh, yeah. Oh god. My my, I've had an ex that was shorter, and I was just like, I feel like every time you pick me up, my my big toe just scraping, scraping the ground, just scraping the, just, girl, I can't, I can't, I, I, I need, I need you to be, I need you to be this tall to ride this ride, like I need you to, <laughs> baby, I need you to be above my, I need to be able to swing up and hit that chin if I need to. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Everybody's allowed to want what they want, so uh-huh. that's cool. 
I just like what it is. I like, I tell I like you, the old card, but he's still my <laughs> You know what's crazy is um uh before I started uh, the cis women that I was dating in my um younger days, uh I dated a lot of women that were taller than me. And I'm I'm six three. And I was dating girls that was like six four, six five, six six. Yeah. And like I just I, it was something like I've always Damn liked statuesque. Hard. Yeah. Like death by snoo snoo all day. So. <laughs> I've actually got a friend, she's six foot eight. I know she's like what? I am six foot I'm the shortest. Mm. I'm the shortest trans woman, like within my friend group. So they're always like, Rita, I don't like you. And I'm like, my bad girl. They were like, they were like, Rita, I feel so bad when we go out. I feel like I get you clocked. I'm like, girl, I ain't worried about getting clocked. Bitch, we're out here to have fun. Girl, we're out here trans women having a good you know time. What they, what they get pissed at me for is my shoe size because I only wear an eight. And oh, yeah, bitch. I don't like you, bitch. <laughs> See? Come on. I'm to copy. how hard it is to find an 11 in the hill. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> No, I like you. I'm I'm about you. We're adding each other on social media after this show. <laughs> All right. Well, yo, um, we are getting a little bit uh, long here, so I'm wanna, I definitely want to wrap it up. I'm sorry to end it abruptly like this. We've been having a dope night kicking it together, and, you know, hope we can have more nights like these once we start doing some more of these Thursday night conversations. Um, but before we go, I wanted uh, Jamie and Corey and even Rita Everybody to just like promote where people can find you, you know, what's going on. Like if you got anything to promote, by all means. Have that. Well, let me, I'll go last because so, I'll write it down because it's hard to freaking see and I'll just put it on the thing. Okay. Well, Jamie. I will be, um, I'll be performing at Flappers <clears throat> Comedy Club October the 3rd. Uh, so you can see me there at 9 p.m. It's in Hollywood. Um, you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook just by searching my name. If you look up Jamie Gendron, you'll find me. It's very easy. I'm pretty much the only one. So, yeah. You know, that oh, yeah. joke was crazy. Mm. <laughs> that was crazy? That Eddie Murphy joke. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 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 oh my god oh my god I love you oh, <laughs> wow. tell them your social media and things yeah look me up after the show we'll we'll add each other no yeah alright um Corey where can they find you bro uh on YouTube man uh, Librium Curatate which is uh, Latin for free love free love is inside of yourself for your fellow man and woman and uh, yeah, no. if you're hell, find the <laughs> you can't find uh, my YouTube. You can always look up "I Love Trans Women" and you'll find more than likely. You'll find. <laughs> yes, I love that. Okay, mine is good old sweet read like that. I don't know if it's backwards or anything. It's backwards on my screen, but oh, sweet read Rita Delanova. That's my me on Facebook and all my social media. Um, I am an entertainer at the Bar Complex every Friday and Saturday in Lexington, Kentucky. So that's where you can find me. I'll be there kicking, splitting, backflipping. <laughs> oh, it's a lot of trans women out there in Lexington. What's what's what what's going on with Lexington, yo? Baby, Lexington is a 
center for um, pretty much trans women entertainment. We have a bar, we have several bars that entertain um, the strip clubs that entertain trans women. They have, they literally plan out, okay, it's this strip club's turn to have these trans girls, it's this club's, like, they give trans women the opportunity to be um, strippers as well. Like, they respect them and they have nights for them. So that's kind of why it's, like, essential. It's like a it's, yeah, no, it's it's a, I've seen a whole lot of white girls like advertise shit in Lexington. And I'm like, what the? F- it's all these people in Lexington? God damn. Uh-huh. But that's, that's what's up, though. Maybe up, I, though. It's definitely, it's definitely, um, I've been contacted to work at some of the strip clubs, and I'm like, I don't know. I don't know yet. I don't know. I'm, right. I've been talking to the girls. They've been telling me about the money, and I'm like, <laughs> Mama needs a new car. I had a bunch of the guys come to Houston. We had our little, you know, trans attracted dude weekend or whatever, and they have a strip club here. I mean, shit, we bought like, we was buying bottles every night. Like, no. I probably spent like $1,000 oh. in there over a weekend. So, I've been a stripper before. Years. I'll go back to it. I'll go back to it. I've been a stripper I did it before. for seven years in New Orleans. Oh, wow. Hell really? Yeah. They got a straight strip club in New Orleans? They No, I, I worked at straight strip club. Oh, okay. Yeah. I went to she all, baby, I went I to sick, all of them on Bourbon the Street. Yeah, right? <laughs> no, it was before the sex change, but I was still, uh-huh. yeah, I was still working in the straight club. Yo, they got like a bunch. Was it on Bourbon Street? On Bourbon Street, on the nice. Street, you know. Nice. Yeah. I, I, I seriously stopped Thank at you. every single strip club up and down Bourbon Street. Like, I did it all in one night. I lost so much money. They try to, they got straight clubs try to um, get me to work there. And I'll be like, I'm not trying to be the only trans girl. And they were like, Rita, come be a strapper. And I'm like, I don't want to be the only trans girl on the floor. Uh, so that, uh, that's why I, I liked being the only trans girl in the club. It was the best. Because if they came, I think I, I think I would like it if I was on stage, but I would be mm. nervous about interactions off the stage. Like on stage, yeah. I'd be fine mm-hmm. because I'm used to entertaining straight men on my stage now. Yeah, because these girls, these girls don't know. Somebody need to tell them these little straight girls. Somebody need to tell them: do not bring your man to a gay club to see a trans woman entertain on stage because you might lose him, bro. <laughs> you might lose him. <laughs> don't bring don't bring your man to a place where his Google history comes true, girl. <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> That's dangerous. Man, I've I've seen it work in like with, with cis couples at least. Like you go in a you see the older couples come in. They're usually the earlier part of the night, they'll be there and then they would leave and go do their thing and then, you know, everybody would stay behind, obviously. But, like, the couples would be gone by, like, 10.30. Oh, baby, the couples the couples come in, I'll be walking on the floor and they're like, so my husband's inter- interested in trans women. I was wondering if you would like to come back to our hotel room. We would pay you. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, yeah. Yeah, they do I'm that. like, I ain't fucking no yeah. husband, bro. <laughs> yeah. I'm like. Yeah, they, don't, they offer that. Even but even cis trans couples do that shit because um, my boy um, on my first podcast that I was doing a, a few years ago, him and his girl went to this place called Susie Villa in New York, and they were trying to get one of the girls to come back with them, but uh, you know they didn't want to pay the prices. They're they're not used to. Baby, I don't share. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and that's cool. That's I don't cool. Share, man. So if it's mine, I mean that's it's mine. monogamy. 
Like monogamy yeah, is that's one, why, one that's and one. I like to do it almost now. He don't play that. He like, hey, you mine and nobody else. <laughs> I was like, okay. I was like, all right. <laughs> it was after a week of us talking. He was like, hey, I, I'm just gonna say it right now. He's like. I don't want you entertaining nobody else. He's like, I he's like, I really want to be with you. I would like to see where this goes. But I would like you to entertain me. Okay. Okay. I'm okay I mean, with that. How else is it done? Exactly. Well, <laughs> the, the, I'm not everybody's okay with talking to one guy and one guy only. They need the all the entertainment that their little Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I'll tell you on that. I'm like, girl, I can't concentrate. I can't keep the story straight. I'll be like, Rich, what did we talk about? Oh, we haven't talked about that. That must have been the other dude. Like, I cannot keep oh, up. Oh, Lord. That's <laughs> too much. It's too much for me. I forget shit. <laughs> Facts. I'm Facts. bound to forget your name if I don't put your number in my phone. I'll be <laughs> scrolling up to see pictures. I'll be like, Dick is that? And I'll be like, hold on. Let me scroll. Oh, no. And then I'll be like, oh, it's his. Oh, no. Oh man, not the dick that's lineup. Too, that's, that's, too stressful. <laughs> that's too stressful for me. I can't. I can't. I'm, I'm a one. I'm a one car type of girl. It's that's so, what's up. We'll see that's where this up. goes. And if it if it go if it go right, bitch, we might have a ring on our finger or something. I don't know. Shit, I'm ready so? to settle the fuck down. I'm done. <laughs> I'm done doing the chase. <laughs> hey, that's what's up. But yeah, um, so we're going to wrap this up, y'all. And Jamie, Rita, thank you so much. Thank you so much for giving me your time tonight. We're, and, we're you know, your allies. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll definitely have y'all back on and we'll, you know, have some different people. It'll be more than just four people. Like I'm envisioning, you know, we'll probably have six, seven people on um, nice. for future shows. But, you know, this is just going to be something, you know, kind of for the real fans. It's just people who want to kick it and, you know, really – what we don't have enough of on the internet is cis men <clears throat> and trans women engaging in conversation respectfully where we're not mm-hmm. adversaries. We're not shitting on each other. We're just hanging out. Yeah. You know, uh, there's not enough good positive images of us just actually getting along out there. It's always, you know, men are this girls are this, and it's just the worst. So. Well, you picked a good, you picked a good duo. Me, me and, her quite synced on what we like and I feel like we're very grown in our opinions and we ain't gonna say anything other than that. <laughs> That's what I like. I up. said, she said old-fashioned man. I said, yes! <laughs> That's dope. Well, um, thanks for watching everybody who uh, stuck with us and um, we will see y'all next week, Thursday. Um, tune in tomorrow night. We'll have the guys only side of it. Um, with the Men Like Us podcast, but we will be back for our next After Hours conversation next Thursday. So, all right.